In this bulletin, National Cabinet agrees to end mandatory isolation. The United Nations condemns Russia's plans to annex four Ukrainian territories. And in sport, superstar midfielder Jordan Degui knocks back an approach from St Kilda to sign again with Collingwood. Good afternoon, Tina Quinn with SBS News. National Cabinet has agreed to scrap COVID-19 isolation rules from the middle of October. Positive coronavirus cases are currently required to isolate for a mandatory five-day period. That's down from the original seven days introduced at the height of the pandemic. But these isolation rules will now end on October 14th. Aged care and hospital workers will be supported to stay home if it's deemed necessary. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says that all the states and territories are in agreement. We want a policy that promotes resilience and capacity building and reduces a reliance on government intervention. We have agreed uh, today that states and territories will end their respective mandatory isolation requirements on the 14th of October. The Australian War Memorial has announced plans to expand its depiction of the nation's frontier wars. The former Coalition Government Minister Brendan Nelson is the memorial's chair. The Council has made the decision that we will have a much broader, much deeper depiction and presentation of the violence committed against Aboriginal people, initially by British, then by pastoralists, then by police and by Aboriginal militia. Indigenous filmmaker Rachel Perkins has welcomed the news, saying that a broader depiction of the frontier wars will help everyone to properly reflect upon and understand our history. She's told SBS News we were generally not taught the truth in school. So it's just been uh, sort of whitewashed out of our history, but the records and oral testimonies that exist in archives all around the country tell a story of frontier conflict that happened when Europeans arrived in Sydney and then spread across the continent. And everywhere that the expansion of settlement went, uh, Aboriginal people whose land it was would resist the occupation of their land. Turning overseas now, and American President Joe Biden is affirming his desire for closer ties with Pacific Island nations amid growing U.S. concern about China's growing military and economic influence in the region. Addressing the U.S. Pacific Island Country Summit in Washington, Mr. Biden cited the historic security links between the nations and the United States. And today, security in the Pacific and for the Pacific Islanders remains as critical as ever to us and I hope to you as well, to secure the security of America, quite frankly, and the world depends on your security and the security of the Pacific Islands, and I really mean that. The White House unveiled its Pacific strategy designed to bolster U.S. engagement on issues that include climate change and maritime security, while also pledging to expand the U.S. diplomatic presence within the region. Emergency crews are racing to reach stranded Florida residents as Hurricane Ian lays a path of destruction across the state's southwest, leaving behind deadly floodwaters, downed power lines and widespread damage. Ian is one of the strongest storms ever to hit the U.S. mainland, its flooded Gulf Coast communities and knocked out power to millions before ploughing across the peninsula to the Atlantic Ocean, where it's regained strength before another anticipated landfall in South Carolina. Florida's death toll remains uncertain amid scattered reports of casualties.
The United Nations has condemned Russia's plans to annex four territories of Ukraine. Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson and Zaporizhia will all be included into Russia at a formal Kremlin ceremony expected to be attended by President Vladimir Putin. But the UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says that the annexations are illegitimate under international law. In this moment of peril, I must underscore my duty as Secretary-General to uphold the Charter of the United Nations. The UN Charter is clear. Any annexation of a state territory by another state resulting from the threat or use of force is a violation of the principles of the UN Charter and international law. But Russia has rejected these criticisms, accusing Mr Guterres of making political statements on behalf of the United Nations as a whole. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has warned that Mr Putin must be stopped for Russia to avoid the most damaging consequences of the war. Everyone in the world understands well what such an attempt at annexation would actually mean. It will not mean what the Kremlin hopes for. The occupier destroys everywhere in the occupied territory any foundations for life, the economy, the social sphere and culture. At the price that one person in Russia wants to continue this war will be that the entire Russian society will be left without a normal economy, without a decent life, without respect for any human values. But to stop this you will have to stop the one in Russia who wants war more than life, your life, the citizens of Russia. To sport now, and the superstar midfielder Jordan Degui has reportedly knocked back an approach from St Kilda, instead signing again with Collingwood on a five-year deal. The 26-year-old was considering a move away from the Magpies, who wanted to include behavioural clauses in his contract. But the parties are believed to have reached a compromise, with such clauses only in the first two years of his new deal. Degui, who is also in the sights of Essendon, has played 137 games for the Magpies. His stocks rose with a rousing finish to the 2022 season, but off-field misdemeanours have threatened his career over the last 12 months. And that's all the latest from the SBS Newsroom. I'm Tina Quinn. There'll be more after four. 